All right, what's up? Uh, welcome to the third edition of King Watch LA. Today I am uh, joined by Unwritten Rules, or Raj is whatever you know him. And we're just going to talk about Laker basketball. Go ahead and uh, get your plug in, Raj, and let's get going. Sounds good, man. Thanks, Thanks for having me here. All right, so um, basketball starts in what, three days, four days, first scrimmage? Yeah. And then I, we have four games on the Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, and so um, we're going to be finally getting Lakers basketball back. It's been three and a half months, four months, basically, with just nothing but old games on NBA TV or just uh, reruns of stuff we've watched. And to be honest, I don't know how neither of us uh, lasted this long because we're both pretty big like basketball fans. And right, I think you stopped your day fifty count like after a, a day. Yeah, 50. I thought. I thought there were more important things going on and just uh, posting that didn't, didn't seem right uh, every, every single morning. So, yeah, yeah. and it's hard to be creative on that after like day 40, you just kind of yeah. out of day without basketball stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I went like tried it for like three days. And after that, dude, I was done. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's not easy after a while. Not at all. Um, so go ahead and tell the people where to follow you at. I'm pretty sure most of them already do, but go ahead and get that in. Uh, sure. Um, you can follow me at, at Unwritten Rules on Twitter. The the last E is a three. And then um, you can find some of my work at Lakers Outsiders. Then I post some video stuff on, on my Twitter account. So, um, yeah. yeah. You've been pretty heavy in the Lakers community for a while. And it's just dope to see like where you started and where you are now. So it's pretty cool to see, man. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. You honestly like you. I think you were a Zoe Time podcast at the time. Yeah. But, like, shout, out, um, shout out Zoe, baby. <laughs> Yeah, you were one of the first people to like share my stuff, so I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you and all the Hoops and Brews people, so um, I appreciate that. All right, so let's get started with uh, who I think is going to be the most important player on the Lakers basketball team going forward is going to be uh, Anthony Davis. And I, this is his, I think, first real playoff opportunity to show basically the entire NBA who he is. Um, in New Orleans, he was nothing but an underdog. This is going to be like the first time he's going into a playoff where he's favored. Right. And those lights hit different when you're actually favored and you're supposed to be who you're supposed to be. And this is his first chance to show him that. Right. Definitely. The the playoffs are where legends are made. You know, I mean, nobody cares what happens in the regular season and your name is made off the playoffs. He's had one really good playoff series, obviously, against Portland. Mm -hmm. And that was a great series. I mean, he won that with Rondo as a starting point guard. But this is totally different. As you said, I mean, he's going in as a title contender and um, you never know how people play when that's that's the case. But, I mean, he's a top five talent, and top five talents usually perform um, in that stage. So uh, you're right. He's definitely the most important, especially on their defense. He's everything that the Lakers do. So, yeah, he's he's very important. And then with uh, Avery Bradley out, I think his defensive presence needs to be, like, just a little bit uh, higher since he right. kind of had, he had, he was able, like, to relax because the perimeter defense was A1 with Avery Bradley. Now he's going to have to, like, kind of clean up everyone's misses. Like if someone gets by uh, AC or Dion, he's gonna have yeah. to clean that up. With AD, he had that luxury. Now he's he doesn't really have it. Um, uh, yeah, right. Definitely. Um, the Lakers scheme base basically is where Avery Bradley kind of can pressure their guards, pressure and um, take him to Anthony Davis. And now we've obviously lost that. Avery Bradley's one of the best pressure guards in the league. Um, so their scheme is gonna might have to switch up. KCP is pretty good at that, but yeah. he's not. He's not Avery Bradley's level. So, yeah, Anthony Davis just gets a little bit more on his plate, definitely. And, I mean, it, it's pretty much – it's kind of crazy to say that this is his first real playoff opportunity when he's averaged 30 and 13 in the playoffs with, like, two and a half blocks. <laughs> right. And, I mean, he's put up, what, 30 and 10 against the Warriors both times they lost to him. So, like, it's just yeah. – he's been that dude, but he's going to have to be that dude if the Lakers want number 17. Yeah, it's funny. If you go back and, like, watch those videos after – like the ESPN first take and stuff like that. If you watch that after those series, he was like in question for best player in the league and stuff like that. He was in those conversations. And then obviously when you do what he did in New Orleans, you know, ask for a trade and, you know, just kind of ruin your image, your stock drops in, in some kind of way. But I think he reminded everyone this year why mm -hmm. um, why he is who he is, you know. Now it's, it's weird to see people say he's not even top five in the league anymore just because he yeah. put on a certain color of jersey, and I'm just like, you're wild. Right, right, definitely. Um, but hopefully he shows that in the playoffs this year. And I don't think he gets close to 30 and 13. 
I think right. it'll be more like 28 and 12. But I do think uh, he'll, he'll keep up the blocks, but it's hard to put up 30 points on a team that LeBron's kind of like going to lead. Right. In the fourth quarter, they're going to double AD, and then it's going to be KCP or DG open for three, and they're just going to have to hit shots. Yeah, I mean, his, his passing is definitely going to have to be yep. better, a little bit better than it was um, during the regular season. I think he's picked that up as the season has gone on, definitely. Um, but they're going to need him to also get buckets, man. This this yeah. team relies on LeBron and AD to to score big numbers every night. So um, I, th- I think he can do it. I think he's I think he's up for it. And that was also one of like the things I was upset about was I was looking forward to this team with uh, Boogie's playmaking mm-hmm. and at the five position because Anthony Davis right. can't, can't pass like that. And I think if the Lakers are going to be successful, he's going to have to like kind of dip into that bag. <laughs> yeah, uh, healthy Demarcus Cousins. I have no idea what that looks like anymore, but um, him and him and AD were definitely a force in New Orleans. So maybe it would work here. I'm I'm pretty sure he'll be back next year. I mean, I feel I like so they too. have a, they have a little hush hush deal. You know, some teams came after him, and yeah. he's like, "I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to rehab here." So yeah. um, he he might be back next year. He might you might get to see it. So I have, a, I have a wild take on Anthony Davis. I think he's Paul Gasol on steroids. He's just <laughs> he does everything that Paul Gasol did well, just that much better, that much more athletic, right. except for playmate kind of. Because right. Paul Gasol can get his own, he can playmate for others, and Anthony Davis can get his own, but he just can't playmate like Paul. But right. he does everything defensively a thousand times better than Paul. Yeah, um, Paul was great. I mean, but Anthony Davis is just a different tier of player. I mean, uh, I mean Paul Gasol. I think in Memphis he didn't win a playoff game at all not to discredit Powell that Memphis team wasn't great but Anthony Davis is on a is on a whole different level um, yeah. than him but yeah you're right that that's great I think Kobe called him that too I think he said like a athletic Powell during the Olympics when they yeah. played in 08 you know or something something yeah. like that yeah, yeah so um yeah that that's a pretty good comparison yeah. so let's see um is there anything else you want to talk about with Anthony Davis or like because I know you have some videos on Anthony Davis in the fourth quarter that you've put out Oh yeah, definitely. Um, he's he's actually been like a really good three point shooter since December first. That's something that's not talked about. He's shooting like forty two and a half percent from three on spot ups, which is absolutely insane. Uh, I mean, if you just think about how to guard Anthony Davis and Anthony Davis, LeBron James pick and roll, and if he can hit the three, then you're pretty much unguardable, right? You're gonna have to have Danny Green open or you know something like that. So I'm not sure how consistent that will be, but that's I think that's a big deal that most people aren't talking about he's shooting 40 percent from three on all threes since december 1st which which is a pretty big step that's a credit to i think the coaching staff as well yeah. getting him kind of like straight on his jumpers and not moving when he catches and stuff like that but um yeah i, th- I think that's a pretty big thing as well yeah, i believe he hit a couple threes late in the games versus the bucks and the celtics yeah and then it was unfortunate that he uh had to miss that one against the nets because <laughs> i would have been a lot more confident about this team if they were 50 and 13 which is kind of crazy to say yeah, you know how Twitter is. I mean, we just beat the the Clippers and the Bucks in a pretty like strong fashion, and then yeah. everyone was upset, you know, that we lost some game against the Nets. Um, and I'm I'm bad at that. I I'm a very much <laughs> what have you done for me lately kind of person. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was he was great against the. I'm a, I'm gonna give, and he hit some clutch ones right against the Nets huh, as yeah. well. He hit like the he hit the big one. I think was it to tie it, and then Dinwiddie yeah. and then Dinwiddie hit the the little game winner. Yeah. Which yeah so. Um, you yeah. live with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's see. Let's uh, get over to Dwight Howard's redemption arc. Um, sure. We're not going to talk about whatever he said today because I don't want to leave. I don't really care what he thinks about outside of that because, yeah. Mm, yeah, that wasn't great. Um, I mean, I, I wish, don't. <laughs> I wish he had a little more. Yeah. I wish, I wish he wouldn't have said it, but. Yeah. He was on his IG live, so I still. I still don't think like players understand how quickly things get, you know, get caught. I, I feel like Dwight thought he was talking to whoever's on his IG live, and obviously that wasn't. I don't really look to Dwight Howard per se for scientific yeah. research, no, you know. Not at all. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's it is what it is. It, he's not correct, but I mean, it's, there's nothing really you can do with with him saying that. But with uh, regards to his redemption arc, this has mm-hmm. been. A lot of Laker fans like myself, we kind of killed him in the pe- in the media on Twitter for the past what five, six, seven years after the whole uh, Stadium Twelve thing, and then after the shots he fired at like Kobe, and then like kind of like the Lakers like front office. Um, mm-hmm. You fast forward till now, and he's 
done everything that Lakers have asked for him. And he's right. basically played as best as you can given his role. And now we're in Orlando where he played for mm-hmm. 10 plus years. And right. what would you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's no secret he left on bad terms. You know what I mean? He 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 just left. He went to Houston, um, and I honestly didn't want him back. I wanted Joe Kim Noah. Obviously, I was, I was dumb for that. Um, but uh, Dwight Howard. I mean, I think he's the best story in the NBA. Forget the Lakers. I think he's just the best story in the NBA. You listen to like how the people in Washington talked about him, how the people in Atlanta talked about him. They were happy to let him go, and then you know, situations mean everything. He's on a team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. He he can't. He can't be like a problem, you know. He he'd be yeah. gone. But like in Atlanta, that's a young team. Washington, that's a, you know, not a young team, but that team wasn't where LeBron and AD are. So, yeah, um, yeah I think it's huge, man. He's been uh, you can't ask for anything more. He's been rebounding. He plays his role. He he plays how we wanted him to play in 2012, which is which is kind of funny. But um, yeah, I think I think his story's been incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of. He wanted too many post opportunities in 2012, 2013. Right. And now he's he can't score like that. And yeah. I'm, he kind of like humbled himself, which he talked about this entire season, like you just knowing your role, mm-hmm. doing what you can do and not caring about uh, uh, um, like what he can't do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, it's, it's just been great to see. And it's cool that he's going to go back to Orlando to, uh, you know, to kind of finish, yeah, fulfill that whole redemption. Because for Dwight Howard, the player, this is all he's missing. He's been a defense player of the year. He's been on the Olympics. He's played in the finals before. He's been a top three, top five player in the league. And this is all that's missing for his Hall of Fame case. Yeah. I, I think he is a Hall of Famer already. Yeah, definitely. But, he's already a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But this kind of this might tip the scales on being first ballot compared to maybe second ballot. And again, I, I do think he is a first ballot regardless. Yeah, I do too. This would kind of like just be the icing on the cake for Dwight. And I do think he comes back next year too. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I think he's on a one-year deal. Yeah. So I, like if someone wants to pay him, they could. Um, but again, he, he might just want to come back. It might not be for the money. You you never know. So I, I hope he does come back. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm really happy with what he's done here um, this year. Um, if you looked at the comments, someone's compared you to Kyle Kuzma looking boy, and I've been called a purple soda drinking Jared Dudley looking ass boy. So it is what it is. You know, you know what's kind of crazy? That's not the first person who said I've looked like Kyle Kuzma, which you kind of do, <laughs> which isn't like the best yeah. thing, I guess, for Lakers Twitter, who somehow really hates Kyle Kuzma right now, which is funny. Nah, we don't, I don't think we hate Kuz. We just expected <laughs> more from him this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's finding his role on a, you know, on a really good team. He's yeah. been on two really bad teams, and it takes time. He needs to hit his open shots, but I think he's become a good defender, you know, so – or a serviceable defender on the wing and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, then I think some of the, you know, criticism is warranted. I think some of it is just a little extreme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know for Dwight, I do kind of – I'm a little nervous because his free throw shooting might decide a game for us in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And it might like against the Clippers or the Rockets or Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just something I'm still nervous about because again, we will need him defensively, but he might be limited offensively, and so he might not be able to be on that court. And if AD's in foul trouble for a game, mm-hmm. it'll it'll get dicey out there. Yeah, definitely. I still think we probably close with AD at the five in most most lineups. <laughs> um, but and I think the NBA changed the rule as well, right? There's no more hack, no, There's no like hack a shack and stuff like that. So. Um, and it's, I mean, his, his free throw shooting hasn't been terrible this year. Uh, I don't think it's great, but um, yeah, it's, that's that could be a concern. I, I still think though, AD will close for most games, yeah. and uh, especially against like the Clippers yeah. and teams like that, that we really are going to have to have AD at the five to, yeah. to close it out. Because I don't know if AD does get in foul trouble and Dwight's not shooting free throws that great, mm-hmm. uh, we either have to rely on Javale McGee or Haycock right. uh, maybe playing. Some spot no. minutes in the playoffs if that happens. Mm, we'll see, yeah. So. Never know. I, I doubt it. I doubt K. gets any yeah. meaningful minutes, but um, and you never know. You know, no. uh, you need a whole team to win a ring, so someone's yeah. everyone's got to contribute at some point. All right, so you've hit the two big guys. Let's get to um, what I think might be the most important play for the Lakers this uh, playoff uh, round will be guard play slash wing play. 
Do you think the Lakers can get by with KCP and Danny Green on the wings? I think they can. Those guys will have to hit shots. Um, but Avery Bradley, I think he hurts more on the defensive end. His shooting was very up and down. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really worried about the scoring. Um, the Lakers went 17-3, and three, I believe, with KCP starting in front of Avery Bradley. And uh, KCP was great this year, hitting threes and things like that. So, yeah. And then J.R. Smith, obviously, we can talk about him too later. But yeah. um, he, I think he'll also get minutes and fill that fill that wing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they're, they're all going to have stuff. Danny, Danny Green's going to have to hit threes. He he can't be, you know, up up and down like in the in the regular season. He's going to have to hit shots so, but to, to fill in for that. Yeah, because I've, I've talked to people, and, like, Danny Green's numbers do dip in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and I don't know why that happens. He's, he continues with the same looks. Um, Right, but for whatever reason, just the shooting goes down. But I do think the Lakers can win in twenty twenty yeah. with KCP and Danny Green on the wings. Even with KCP stepping in as a one slash two in the starting lineup with LeBron, um, right? I don't want KCP to have any playmaking uh, duties unless he's throwing up a lob to Anthony Davis or Dwight Howard, which he's surprisingly pretty good at. Yeah, uh, Vogel did this really cool thing because most of our starting guards, they can't dribble. Like, they, they're not ball-handling guards. Avery Bradley's not a ball-handling guard. Mm-hmm. Now there's KCP, but what they do is they have them come off ball, like handoffs, and then they can make create out of that. So I expect yeah. more of that. My biggest worry is, like, the Clippers, they do a lot of ball pressuring. So, mm-hmm. like, Patrick Beverly lets to pick up 94 feet, and then they have all these wings. So, and hack, but yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> But uh, LeBron, when LeBron brings it up, it's kind of tiring through a whole game to have LeBron yeah. bring it up the whole time. So, again, we have Rondo out who, you know, he's not good at very much, but he can dribble the ball up and yeah. under uh, pressure. I don't <laughs> want to talk about Rondo on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, I'm just saying he can dribble the ball yeah. up at least under pressure. And that's that's something that I'm – that's the only thing I'm really worried about in the half court. I'm not worried. They have their sets. Um, KCP has been really good at coming off screen. So, uh, I'm not really worried about the offense. Um, and if that is the case, I've – I've seen Anthony Davis bring up the ball a couple times. Yeah, definitely. And, like, I'm not going to advocate for him to do that in case the Clippers do pressure, but he, he can actually do that. <laughs> right. Um, it, he mostly does it in transition. He'll, yep. like, he'll rebound and uh, mm-hmm. get the ball and pull it up in transition. Uh, but, yeah, he's he's probably our second-best playmaker, right? I yep. mean, if you, if you take off LeBron, nice. it's going to have to be AD, depending on where Deion Waiters is still. But, um, uh, yeah, it, it, Anthony Davis is going to be at the second one to create shots for the team. So, um, so speaking of KCP, do you think he can kind of regain what he did with the Pistons in the playoffs? Because I don't know if you remember the series, but that was uh, a series where I thought KCP was going to be not a star in the league, but a really good piece on the championship team. Yeah, he was actually known as a defender in that yeah. series, if I remember correctly. And then I think that was the, was that the summer he got offered the four years, I think, yeah. $80 million that he turned down. Um which looked like a really bad idea at the time, but I mean, you look at him now. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I remember that. I'm not sure if he'll he'll be that. I don't think he's the defender that he was um, at that yeah. time. But uh, um, yeah, I think I think he can get get to some of that level. He's gonna have to just shoot. Though. He's gonna have to make shots. Like he yeah. he's, he was insane as a shooter this year. Yeah. I think he was in like the 90 percentile of pull up shooters um, off the dribble. He was just <laughs> he was making everything so. Which is so different than he was the last two years. I mean, I, I feel like most Laker fans were okay if they just went a different direction from KCP this summer. But uh, which <laughs> I think a lot of us would have agreed with. Yeah, definitely. Um, because he would always turn it around after the Lakers got eliminated. Once the yeah, Lakers he would, got eliminated from the playoffs, he would go on this insane spree. And in right. the yeah, first year, we're like, okay, we want him back. And the second year, like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, blames on me. let's go somewhere else but this season after the first 10 15 games he's been i'd say one of the best uh role players the league has had (laughs) yeah plays it well shoots it well and then does everything that's asked for him and it's been amazing to see since we bullied him into becoming a better player yeah i mean he's he he was so bad like in transition like remember when casey would get the ball driving transition it was almost like for sure going to be some terrible play or uh, I'm not sure if that was the coaching. Um, I don't know if it was all Luke's, not all Luke's fault, but I don't know if it was the coaching, not putting him in the right positions, but yeah, he just was not the same player he was this year at all. Even he played next to LeBron last year and it still was not great. I think he lost his spot to Josh Hart pretty much like the first two weeks of the season. So um, So you can say they're not a player in a Luke Walton system. They look a lot better once they're out of it. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then any last thoughts on Danny Green? Or should we jump into J.R. Smith on the wing and how much you would trust that in a playoff series? Yeah, I mean, we can jump to J.R. Smith. I think Danny Green's going to have pitch shots. That's the, only, that's the only thing about him. And his Good. defense has been great all year. Because all the advanced stats kind of lead to his uh, defensive presence. Um, right. And he's been amazing at just being a pretty good uh, denier for off ball and then can kind of stay in front of his man a little bit like a slow off of like lateral movements. He can get mm -hmm. blown by, but he plays great team defense. And that's what you kind of need around Anthony Davis who can clean up your entire mess. Yeah, he's never in the wrong position defensively. He's always knows the scheme. He's yeah. played the most minutes next to LeBron and AD, and I don't think that's an accident. Like that's those three have played more minutes than any three man lineup, and it's not even it's not even close. So, um, yeah, he's a big part of why this team is on pace to win sixty something games. Yeah. Even with his shooting, I mean, he shot like I think thirty seven percent from three this year, which I know which, he's still shot amazing. Like for yeah. any player, just he'd hit like seven threes in one game. The next two games, he'd hit like maybe two shots. <laughs> right, know, right. With worries, some of us come playoff time. Yeah. And what do you think about J.R. Smith playing? Like, how many minutes do you think he's going to get per game? And can he affect a series? He can definitely affect a, affect a series. He's one of those players that he doesn't need to be open to take a shot. Mm -hmm which is big on this team. This team doesn't have many shooters like that. KCP needs to be open. Avery Bradley. Danny Green takes some contested threes, but not not like J.R. Smith, and I think that's a big deal. Now he's like a year away from playing basketball that meant anything. You know, that Cavs yeah. team was terrible, so you never know how he's going to react to here, but he seems in shape, and like you see the practice videos, he looks like he's acclimated to the team already, like he's, like he's been here since October. Um so, yeah, I think he's going to play minutes now. I think that's all going to depend on how he defends. He's okay. he's going to have to defend on this team, just the way their scheme is working, that to ball pressure guards and um, defend wings, chase them off screens. And he did that really well for Cleveland, actually. He was one of their like most important de uh, wing defenders, actually. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I think he'll get minutes. So he'll get his shot. Uh, there's, there's 48 minutes of, like, guard play gone with Rondo and <laughs> – with Rondo and Bradley out, so that's a lot to fill. Yeah. Uh, one thing I was surprised about with J.R. Smith, I didn't really pay attention to, like, the Cleveland series is, like, that much. Mm -hmm. As a Laker fan, I was just, like, you know, like kind of, like, half-ass watching the entire, like, Cavaliers, like, um, the entire time. I didn't realize how good of a defender he was. He's not great, but he does what's needed to, and, like, he's a good team defender, and I was actually shocked by that. I wasn't expecting that because I thought he was just pure offense – kind of like a Nick Young type, but he's kind of, he's just, he plays more defense than Nick Young. And I was hoping he can kind of regain that because we're going to need him. Same yeah. with Dion. Uh, I didn't realize Dion was, he's not great defensively either, but he's pretty good. Yeah, they both have like the size, you know, and like the athleticism to defend. Now, whether they do or not is, is going to depend on them, but uh, hopefully yeah. Vogel can get them in their scheme. Uh, but yeah, I like JR, sometimes he takes some bad shots and things like yeah. that. But uh, he was a, uh, like an integral part of a rotation of a team that went to three straight finals. So it's, yeah. he can he can play if he's if he's ready. It's just I'm not sure if he's still the same JR Smith. Yeah. But you know you can get ten minutes a game, maybe hit like a few threes a quarter or something like that. Yeah, he's gonna be probably one of the reasons why that we're in a game. Yeah, he hit uh, three threes off the bench to kind of keep the Lakers from falling off a cliff when Bron and AD are out, and that's what we need. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you don't want to rely on him. He's kind of he's replacing Troy Daniels, especially to mm -hmm. me. You know, Troy Daniels who had one job and didn't do his one job hitting. Yeah, well, wasn't his nickname layup because he just hits threes like layups and. Yeah, yeah. His name his name was layup, which he didn't make many during the games, but. Uh, yeah, he would always miss like the open threes, and that's pretty much where J.R. Smith is filling in. So yeah. we're not going to expect much from him. I'm not expecting him to like you know start or anything. Yeah, just what eight ten minutes a game, and that's it. Yeah, definitely. Oh. All right, then let's talk about former Lakers in the bubble. Uh, who are you most intrigued with, and what do you expect from them? So in the bubble, like to me, I, I said this on Twitter, but my most fascinating dude is Dion Waiters. Um, he's been posting like bubble, you know, pictures and stuff like that. But like I went, I went back and watched him play, and man, that guy was really good for the Miami Heat, you know, in 2018, 2019. Um, and 
I just want to see what he can do when he's if he's healthy or not. And then let's see. So you were just talking about Dion, uh, right? Yeah. All right. So then uh, I'd say the most exciting former Laker that I have uh, in the bubble is going to be Lonzo. I cannot wait to see him play basketball again. Mm -hmm. And I want to see if uh, his three point shot kind of translates from right. what he was doing the last month of the season to uh, in Orlando. Yeah. He was, I mean shooting, he was shooting the hell out of the ball. He was looking exactly like the player uh, many of us thought we were getting it to. Right, right. And, yeah, and he, many of us still think has that talent for him. And I want to see if he can continue that. Yeah, he's definitely a streaky shooter. I mean, we knew that from him in L.A. here. Um, I hope he figured it out. Um, I think he was shooting like 30, 40% or something mm -hmm. um, when, when the, before the season ended. And then obviously Brandon Ingram mm -hmm. as well, becoming an all-star, which is just – pretty amazing to see um, after the year after he leaves the Lakers but and then we get a healthy Lonzo year like he would always get hurt I think yep. he got hurt in like Christmas both years so yep. um, yeah it's cool to see them play well uh, and then his brother coming into the NBA too so it's pretty cool yeah I just I want to see how they kind of like handle like a playoff push mm -hmm. we were supposed to get that last year and then both Lonzo and Ingram uh basically are done by the all-star game and we just had LeBron left and that was it. So our playoff chances were done, mm -hmm. but you get Lonzo and Ingram who are going to have to step up if the Pelicans want to make the eighth seed. Because yeah. who knows what happens with Zion? Because mm -hmm. uh, they said that he has cramps. He left the bubble for a family emergency. So you never know if the Pelicans are going to make it, they're going to have to step up and I got to see it from one of them. Yeah, I mean, the NBA helped them out. They got a little bit of an easier schedule. Um, yeah. Now, if you talk to Pelicans fans, they'll say, like, that's what it was going to be anyway. But Shout yeah, out to the, Maples, because that's what Maples has been saying the entire time. <laughs> yeah, Maples, uh, Mason Grimberg is one of the other Pelicans people. Um, they, they say that, you know, that's how the schedule is going to be. You know, Memphis is still four games ahead. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Zion just, I mean, the Pelicans just have to go. I think they have to reach, like, two games behind mm -hmm. or something like yeah. that to, to get a play-in tournament yeah. and – We'll see from there. I think they have the better team. I think Brandon Ingram, Zion, Lonzo is just a pretty good piece to have. Um, obviously, Portland as well. But yeah, let's yeah. see. Former Lakers in the bubble. We also have Josh Hart, who's mm -hmm. still off the bench in New Orleans. Some games he gets more burn. Some of the games he gave it to what Kenrich Williams and <laughs> some other player, which I I don't know how you play anyone over. I don't know how you play Kenrich over Josh, but. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I always felt Josh got the short end of the stick from us Laker fans as well, because once he attacked some of the yeah. late games in the summer, mm -hmm. they tried to belittle his talent, which talent was never an option or never a was never right. not there. It's just uh, he went like a month without making a three, and that's mm -hmm. when it Yeah, I mean he's he started this season I think shooting slow, like not shooting well, but um, yeah, he was always good. He was like a, I think like him. I, he reminds me of like Larry Nance. Like they, they are who they are when they got to the league. Like I think Josh Hart, who was who he was his rookie year, yeah. he doesn't really have like that much to get better in my opinion. But uh, I think he was who he was. You know, he never gonna be a star, but he's a really good role player, and I would love to keep him. But yeah, you know. I'm gonna what play defense, hit threes, and then uh, make a layup in transition with someone in front of him. Exactly, and that's who Josh Hart is, and yeah, Larry Nance has been defense and lob catcher. <laughs> right, right, and then we. Had, Go around to Utah. Jordan Clarkson is going to be playing with the Jazz. And I've always said uh, Jordan Clarkson will be the sixth man off of a championship team. Mm -hmm. And I, I will believe that to this day. He had a terrible outing in his first playoff performance, performance with the Cavs. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping he kind of like rewrites that ship because I will always believe in Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson was one of the first uh, baby Lakers I fell in love with. It was yeah. uh, him and Julius Randle. Right. Yeah. And every time I play in 2K, I always trade for them back. And then I get it cracking off the bench. But right. what are your thoughts on Jordan Clarkson? Yeah, I mean, he was the reason that I watched, like, that that one season. I think Randall was hurt, Kobe was hurt, and it was just Jordan Clarkson and I think, like, Wes Johnson and a bunch of dudes who just – and Jeremy Lane and stuff like that. But, yeah, we all watched just for Jordan Clarkson. He was really good his rookie year. He was a, playing out of the pick and roll. I think he was working with Steve Nash. And then Nash Nash left that year, and they drafted D'Lo, and then he went to the bench, mm -hmm. and then 
he kind of just stayed the exact same player he was, just a just a hot scorer off the bench. That's pretty much what he was. That's what he became, and that's fine. That's a that's a role in the NBA, um, and he's really good for Utah. They traded for him, and then I think they won like you know a huge streak. So uh, yeah, I like what he does. I just think Utah has the players around him that make that will make Jordan Clarkson successful. He never yeah. wants to pass, but he can pass to players, and they will knock down an open three. And yeah. they have like a spacing that can allow him to get to the basket, which he needs. And he loves to finish on the rim with contact or over you. And I think he's also bottomed defensively. Right. Which he never did here. And <laughs> he really didn't do that in Cleveland. Either, but with the right. Utah, he has. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how he does. I mean, Utah's still a really good defensive team, even with even with him on the floor. They have a really good scheme. Um, they push everything to Gobert, and he knows his role. He comes in, gets buckets. There's no there's no question about it. He doesn't have to go and pass to anybody. Um, he feels like the Donovan Mitchell role. Like he comes in for Mitchell, and sometimes they share the floor, but mostly it's yeah. him and pick and roll, and he can shoot off the dribble. He can he can kick it to you know Joe Ingles and stuff like that. So, yeah, he's yeah, found yeah. the perfect little spot for him. He's basically uh, Donovan Mitchell light. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Let's see. Uh, and I forgot the Wizards were in the bubble. I kind of did. So, we have, uh, we have a ton of former Lakers on the Wizards. Mm-hmm. We have, what, Thomas Bryant, who has Corona and will join the Wizards at the later date. Oh, wow. And then we have, what, Gary Payton, the second. Mm-hmm. And, God, uh, Bonga's still on the team. Yeah. And then I believe that's it for their former Lakers in the uh, bubble. Do you say Mo Wagner? Is he on? Uh, yeah, he's also on the one that's totally forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, so I think those are the ones. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Those all became rotation players. Isaac yeah. Bongo is starting for the Wizards, which is just nuts to think because I watched him his first summer league game. And he couldn't. He looked like he couldn't yeah. dribble. Traveled, what, three times that game? Yeah, it was just it was awful. But, you know, he's now starting point guard for them. They have a lot of injuries, obviously. But, I mean, he yeah. started games and then Mo Wagner, serviceable. Thomas Bryant was, like, the highest leading official, yeah. like field goal percentage center. So, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, shout out Kawhi for just making us do that for no reason. But, uh, yeah. yeah. And then there is some conspiracy theories that those trades were made with uh, the kind of, like, agreement that the Lakers would get Bradley Beal this offseason. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that they get the better end of uh, two trades, and then we'll get Bradley Beal in the last trade. Oh wow! I, I don't really believe that, but yeah, I don't either because Bradley Beal just signed like a five-year extension or something like that, so um, I doubt it. And we don't have the cap or money, or unless they just want Kuzma and like <laughs> they're in love with Kuzma, but I, I, I doubt that nets you Bradley Beal. Yeah, not at all. Unless Beal says, "Put me in the Lakers." I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, with them, there's no way I believe they make the eight seed. They're just in the bubble, so that the East kind of feels like they got some thing. Like the West got what four teams, and the East got one team that weren't in the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. Right. So those are kind of like here, like shut up, like we'll give you one person. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I out of those, I'm excited to see what uh, Bonga can do. He's a very, very um, raw prospect. Mm-hmm. And some games he scores. I saw him like score like 15 points in the first quarter for the Wizards, and then I'd see the next six games where he didn't take a shot in the first half. <laughs> right, right. Like if he ever puts it together, uh, give him two, three, four years, he can't be that guy that's like two years away from being two years away. Right, right, right. Uh, Thomas Bryant, if when he gets there, the most talented out of all of them, mm-hmm. and then, uh, Mo Wagner, we'll see. He can step out, hit the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, score on the basket, pretty athletic, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they're all NBA players, in my opinion. Yeah. They're going to be in the league, which yeah. is pretty nutty. This this draft, this scouting department is just insane. They've they picked out Larry Nance, got a four-year 60 deal. I mean, Jordan Clarkson got something around there. Um, so it, it it's really impressive to see what they've yeah. done. So I'm, I'm trying to think. The only miss the Lakers have in the past couple of years, I can't really think because they're all – Pretty much still in the league, rotational players, and what, Devin Ebanks or Anthony Brown? That's like the last two players, I think, uh, yeah. that aren't in the league anymore. Right. And uh, Devin Ebanks, I mean, he started also games for that. I think he was yeah. on that Dwight, Dwight, your team. He was starting games. So, 
I, I don't know what happened. Playoff games, too. Yeah, I think we had everyone injured, but yeah, he did. Um, I really liked his game. Uh, and Anthony Brown just, for some reason, could not shoot. I mean, yeah. there's just nothing you can do <laughs> when a shooter can't shoot. It's just uh, – uh, but yeah, I mean, they're, those are like the two misses, but everything else has pretty much been – because even Svee, Svee's been playing well in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. And he's one I wish we could have uh, kept because I believe his skill set could have been useful off the bench, but yeah, you got to do what you got to do to at least try to get someone around AD. Yeah, definitely. He also just could not shoot last year mm-hmm. in the regular season for some reason after he destroying the summer. Yeah, so just after destroying the summer league, he just for some reason could not could not make it work in the league. But I'm glad he's, he's working out in Detroit for him. Now let's get to um, some predictions stat-wise, and I guess we can go with uh, whether you believe the Lakers are going to pull it out in Orlando. Let's get to some Braun AD slash Lakers bubble predictions. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess as a Laker fan, I would have to predict that the Lakers win the win the title. I mean, I, I'm not sure I would want any other um, thing to happen, so obviously I would predict that they would win. I, I see them playing the Clippers, obviously, in the Western Conference Finals. I, as much as I joke on, like, Paul George, I think that's, that's like, a really good series that's going to happen. So that's uh, that's just how I see it, how it going. How about you? Uh, I do think the Lakers meet the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. I do think they advance. And I think that they meet the Bucks in the Finals. And I mm-hmm. think that is going to be over. I think the Clippers will – I think Lakers go seven. I think oh. Lakers-Bucks go six. Oh, really? Okay. And I think the Lakers won it all. Okay, yeah. Got a yeah, lot of bets that they do. And <laughs> I've got to take back a lot of hot takes if they don't, but it is what it is. Right, yeah. Um, I think that Buck series is going to be a lot tougher than I think people realize. Like, that that team is absolutely destroying the league. They they win games by, like, 11 points per 100 possessions, which is insane. Um, we beat them at home, obviously. But uh, yeah, I think that's gonna be a really tough one too. The Clippers and the Bucks is is gonna be a hell of a series. I think both of those go seven, in my opinion. Yeah. Like those are just that's gonna be really tough to to defend them. Yeah. And then what do you see for LeBron in this uh, postseason? Well, I mean, it's the first time he's gotten like three months right off in between a season. Uh, he's got more rest than you can ever ask for, and I think he's like the best athlete ever in knowing his body. So he knows like you know how to ramp it up for the playoffs. Um, I think he was wrapping up perfectly if you watch those last two games. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready to see how it looks, man. There's, there's just not much more you could have asked for, for him. Like he's gotten all the rest. He's been able to work out at, you know, at his home or whatever, and he knows how to control his body. So I think he's right. man, those last two games, those Clippers and Bucks games, he controlled from, both the, both yeah. from, the, from the jump. Yeah. The pace, the play, he jumped, he controlled everything just to, uh, and you could tell he took those two games seriously. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see him and whatever he does, he makes Anthony Davis better. Mm-hmm. I think I think Anthony Davis is probably is really good, but I think LeBron's the most important player on this team. He controls, you know, the offense, and um, it's going to be impo- really important for him to be at his best to beat the Clippers and the Bucks, you know, who are who are good teams. Yeah, I think with LeBron, it's going to come down to can he be that much better than Kawhi in a series? Right. Yeah. Because we're going to need him in the fourth quarter because they're going to take away the Anthony Davis looks. They're going to say, all right, Braun beat Kawhi off the dribble, yeah, which will be a lot of pick and roll action. Will you continue to attack and kick out? Yeah, it's going to be a pretty big chess game that's going to be yep. going on between Vogel and Doc Rivers. Um, if like Doc, which, tries to, yeah, Doc tries to play Lou Williams, then you know the Lakers will just go on to to try to hunt him. Um, if not, they can try to go with Anthony Davis. If they try to go small, they can attack them inside. And then the Clippers just have a plethora of wings that they can just throw on LeBron and and ball pressure him. So um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, because you saw in the last game LeBron was attacking Kawhi, and he right. was also having success with attacking Kawhi. Yeah. And then you saw in the fourth quarter they would just attack Lou. Yeah, and that's definitely. all they did for four or five shape possessions. And you might have been the person that put out that video, and it was just them attacking Lou. And I felt bad for Lou, also yeah. in the bubble. Who I also, you and you probably as well. We also still have love for Lou, but yeah. you're gonna you're gonna get attacked seven games in a series, and you're gonna lose. 
yeah, they went Lou Will hunting, as I, as I said in the video. Um, yeah, the Clippers actually in that late in the game, they put Mar- Marcus Morris on LeBron, and then um, they would and obviously the Lakers would get a switch, and then LeBron would just attack. I mean, he was on a different level those two <laughs> those two games, and no one was stopping him getting to the rim, um, especially with the shooters they had around. Anthony Davis was hitting jumpers, uh, and uh, he had a good game as well. So. Yeah, and then it's going to be tough, man. Beating Kawhi four out of seven is just tough. I mean, we saw it last year. He's um, He has a different level as well in the playoffs, so it's, it's going to be tough. But I, I think they can beat them. I, I do think this will be LeBron's, like, Mona Lisa. This will be his, like, he's going to show the world he's the number one player in the league still. And this yeah. will be, like, the last year he'll do it. He'll put everything, like, on the line for this. Next year, he'll kind of like uh, have a more reserved role for AD and other players to step up. But I feel like this is his revenge season. This is the uh, washed king season. He's going to play as well as he can just to spit up a lot of self-doubt to kind of show why he's the number one player of all time, which a lot of people Mm -hmm. are saying, and he kind of just wants that case. And if you're going to go through what? James Harden, Kawhi, and then – Giannis, that's a hell of a run. Yeah. That's a two-time MVP, likely, because I don't think Giannis doesn't win MVP. Right. Then you have Kawhi, who's a two-time Finals MVP, and then you also have James Harden, who's won it. That's going to be one of the most impressive playoff runs you can go on. Yeah. In my opinion, I think LeBron has one more year in him. Maybe at this, not at this level, maybe not leading the league in assists and stuff like that, but I he has one more year. And But, yeah, it's going to be one of the last, I mean – this is this is his chance, and I think he can feel it. Like they have a shot, um, especially in the bubble here. I think it's tough for teams who don't really have anything to play for to be really serious, you know, um, in this situation. But the Lakers, you can tell that they have a shot, so uh, they it looks like they're they're all taking it pretty serious, especially LeBron. I do think LeBron can be a top five, six NBA player next year. I just think yeah. this is his show me season. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, with Anthony Davis, I he's going to have to be the man in like some of the series. Like if we play the Rockets, he's going to have to he's going to have to beat small ball. Like he's right. going to have to be he's going to have to take the Rockets out of their game. Right, definitely. And we're we're going to need to see that because when we played them the last time, Russ killed us. He did, yeah. So Anthony Davis is going to have to like counteract that and just kind of make them get out of that. Mhm. Which we saw for a stretch, but he didn't continue it. Like Russ continued his uh, offensive attack, so we'll need we'll, we will need that in certain series. And as I just said, LeBron's going to need to be the number one player in the league. I do think if we play the Bucks, AD is going to be the Finals MVP. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be tough for him to take it from LeBron, but I mean, he he could. Um, but uh, going on the Rockets, the last time we played Houston, um, LeBron just couldn't shoot. Okay. Um, yeah, AD was dominating pretty much down low, but then you know. The way that the Rockets defend, they just pack the pain and they mm-hmm. went under every screen and LeBron just wouldn't shoot. So yeah. um, I think that was a big part of why. But those Rockets teams are weird, right? Mm-hmm. They're like the weird one. Like they're the one where you could see them go on the first round or you can see them get to the Western Conference Finals. You just yeah, yeah. don't know. They all they rely on their shooting um, to an, an extent that just nobody does. So uh, And then Westbrook, you just never know. He might take yeah. it personal in some series and just wipe them out. So uh um, yeah, you just you just you just never know how it's gonna go. But if AD wins the Finals MVP, that would that'd be that'd be pretty funny to see um, uh, with with LeBron. And like, I don't mean to like diminish Dwayne Wade, but I do think Anthony Davis is the most talented player that LeBron's ever played with. And I think mm-hmm. he's gonna show you why this postseason. And I, that's saying a lot since Dwayne Wade won a Finals MVP with Miami, is a top twenty player of all time. I just think Anthony Davis has that level of um, play to tap into. Mm-hmm. Someone that can, someone that size that can handle the rock like that, that can hit a Euro step against an Al Horford type player, mm-hmm. that can shoot in the mid range like that. I, I just don't see that many talented players that LeBron has played with. And mm-hmm. then you add the fact that he's one of the greatest players I've ever seen. Right, and he's still only what twenty seven, so. He has room to grow, which is kind of scary too. But um, yeah, he, I mean, there is an argument for him between Wade. Um, Wade was obviously, I think, older. Wade was already like yeah. in his 30s when, when he got him. But um, yeah, the, it's an argument to be made. He's definitely the best defensive player. Um, and then he's the best big man by far. LeBron's never had a big man like this that can roll, catch dunks, lobs, you know, do one on one, 
<laughs> moves off the dribble. Uh, yeah. And then if he continues, he continues to shoot 40% from three like he has since January, it's right. You're gonna pay to leave him open, and a lot of Pelican bloggers have said if you leave, if you let Anthony Davis shoot threes in the playoffs, he's gonna he's gonna lose you that series. <laughs> if you continue to shoot that well from three, though, you, it's not gonna happen. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's just no guarding it. Yeah. If if yeah. he's hitting threes, you just can't guard the LeBron AD yeah. screen roll. There's there's nothing to do. Um, I don't think he's gonna keep shooting 40 percent from three. I think that's that's kind of high. But I would take 37 percent from three. Yeah from him, from everything else he does. Um, that just opens everything up. Then you can't leave Danny Green. You can't leave KCP. Then you have LeBron attacking off screen and rolls, and that's where the Lakers hurt you. They've kind of saved the AD screen and roll game. They haven't yeah. used it very much throughout the year. I think that'll pick up. Um, you saw it late in the Clipper game. You saw it um, with the Bucks uh, to close out the Bucks. So, uh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. Did you see the uh, AD screen and roll when he was a ball handler and uh, Caruso set the screen? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> and then it, it, it helped uh, him get clear of Giannis, and like that's something that I can see the Lakers running with uh, late down the stretch. And yeah, then, the, definitely. The Lakers like to have their guards come to set the screens. Yep. Uh, Danny Green is really good at it. Um, they have Caruso, who's a really good screen setter. So uh, when when he comes and set the pick, um, he pretty much gets contact every time when he's setting the screens, and uh, it really opens it up for whether LeBron or AD. Yeah, and. Like, yeah, the Lakers have had good um, guard screeners. Uh, Lonzo was a great player that set screens as a yeah, guard, definitely. so was Josh Hart. Mm-hmm. And just Anthony Davis, I I just think he's going to – this is going to be his kind of, like, that's a hall, folks. Like, that's – like, this is <laughs> his chance to, like, kind of, like, quiet NOLA Twitter, quiet mm-hmm. all the uh, NBA backlash he's received since um, – he mm-hmm. demanded a trade of Lakers. It's going to be one hell of a um, playoff time in Orlando. Yeah, I think uh, it'll be the Lakers' best one-two punch, one-two punch since Shaq and Kobe. And I do think those two players have a similar production. Like, I think they're going to have to have a similar production if we want uh, Title 17. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely the best two tandem uh, in the league, I believe. And, uh, yeah, since Shaq and Kobe, that's that's probably right. Um, they're two top five players on the same team. So when you when you have that, you have a shot in any game. Yeah, and let's see. Um, so, you think who do you think the Lakers play in the finals? I still think it's the Bucks. I I just can't see them losing to anyone else. Um, I think Toronto's a really good team. They probably have the best shot at beating them. Um, but I I just don't see how you. That's like a system, and I don't think that there's no Kawhi anymore over there. There's no LeBron in the East, so um, it's Giannis's turn, man. He's he's about to get his second Finals MVP in a row, and mm-hmm. he's still young, but it's time. Like this is. Yeah. His time, he has to make the finals. There's no, there's no team out there that should be even close to stopping yeah. them. Boston's really good, but I don't think they're ready for that. And Toronto's really good, like I said. But this is this is Giannis's finals to to lose. I, I think if he loses in the finals to the Lakers or Clippers, it's not that big a deal. But if he if he loses before that, it's going to be some some seats on fire. His the coach. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of conversations coming. Yeah, I feel like if Giannis doesn't make the finals, it's he won't get that luxury of being in a small market anymore. Right. They will come for Giannis just like they came for AD this season. Right. He's on that, like, you know, that everyone likes him, yeah. like, playing right now. That's where AD was after the Portland series, you know. Yeah. He beat Portland, then they lost to the KD Warriors, and you expect that. It's the Kevin Durant Warriors. You're not beating that. But, um, yeah, so he's he's in that role, role right now. Now, if he loses in the playoffs before the finals, it's it's going to change. Um, I do hate to like say it, but I do think the Celtics have a really good chance of making the finals. And as a Laker fan, I wouldn't mind seeing the Celtics in the finals. I wouldn't mind beating them. I want to get 17 against them. That would be one of the most like, most, like bitter or sweet like memories like ever. If we can tie that team in the finals against them. Yeah, their their strengths are kind of like our weaknesses in a weird way because they they have guys who can shoot off the dribble really well. Kemba. Um, Tatum all come off screens and pull up and our kind of scheme is kind of where we want to give up that look, but yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're a good team. I mean, Brad Stevens did, I think, I think coach, I think Vogel said he would give Brad Stevens the coach of the year or something like that. Which I think is a lie because it's Nick nurse and it's Nick nurse by far. Yeah. And you don't say that. I know Vogel's new. It's his first year. You don't say that, but yeah, they're, they're really good. I think Kemba's still out in a weird way. I think he's still hurt, but 
Tatum. Gordon Hayward is too. I think he's. I thought I saw somewhere that he's like going to be chilling with his family, which is obviously <laughs> like uh, understandable. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not sure if he if he's in there or not. But yeah, Tatum's becoming like a superstar has really been the thing that's kind of pushed them. Uh, I don't know how much of that like step back threes is consistent. He was hitting. He was hitting like step back threes at a pretty insane level. So I don't know how much that's real but yeah they have a real good shot they're coached well their defense they're top five in both offense and defense i think you know so they're they're a good team uh, i really don't want to see them in the finals i feel like that's too much pressure that's if we lose like if we lose to the celtics like that's pretty painful if obviously you don't want to lose but like if the bucks get their first ring on us i i'll have a little better of a summer than if <laughs> if boston, yeah, yeah if the if boston somehow beats us in this weird bubble situation and uh, yeah, I'd I wouldn't want to deal with a summer of that. Yeah, no, Jason Tatum was coming into his own. He dropped 40 against us and yeah. looked at times as being the best player on the floor in a game with Anthony Davis and LeBron. That's saying something. Yeah, and he, I mean, he hit a lot of tough shots. I mean, yeah. I think they had AD on him, and he was just hitting. Yeah, he hitting like three on yeah. AD, and I was like, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. You shake that guy's hand. I mean, that's that's all you can do. So, um, but then they defended him really well. Actually, in the fourth quarter, they I think he had like two points in the in the fourth quarter or something like that. After having I think thirty seven or thirty eight in the first three, so um, they switched up their scheme. And Vogel's really good at that. He adjusts through the game. He did that. They did the same thing to Paul George. Paul George had a really good first half, and then I'm not sure part of George played very much <laughs> in the end of that game. So, uh, yeah, I I expect them to adjust if if they can. All right, let's wrap this up with some Lakers like talk. Let's let's hear some of your hot takes that you have, Raj. I I know you actually you probably have some. Hot takes. Uh well, I don't know if this is a hot take. I think like Anthony Davis is should be in that conversation just for his defense and like with the top tier players. His offense obviously isn't where LeBron and Kawhi are, but I just think what he does on defense is insane. If you watch like if you like I I like would tell fans like go back rewatch a game and just watch anthony davis the whole time watch like what he does on defense and it's just absurd like he he's the reason they have like a, one of the best defense in the league and i just don't think that gets talked about enough like his his uh like how much he controls the game in that in that end he's he's just insane so i don't know if that's a hot take or not but yeah. but for math nba fans i'll just say look at his uh the Lakers are better with him off the court defensively. That's all they will say. They won't go back and rewatch the game. They'll just say that. And it, right. it's kind of annoying because, like, you watch Anthony Davis play, and I think he leads the league and probably – is that a block or just a badly, like, contested miss? Right. There are times where I'm like, I don't know if Anthony Davis blocked that, but that is not a good shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of that is, like, the lineups and how it works. Um, he shares the court with him. Yeah, he shares score with Rondo a lot, and uh, but, I mean, just watching. If you look at the like the numbers, he leads the team in contests mm -hmm. everywhere on the floor from three point land to at the rim. He, um, you know, he he switches on because the Lakers can. He he's the one that allows the Lakers to be able to switch on the perimeter. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's kind of crazy the way he's he's talked about. But he's he had a huge season. He's averaging like twenty seven a game, and um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's a hot take or not though. He's one of the rare players in the league that can guard one through five, right? And not right. struggle with it. You, there's not a there's not a lot of other big guys that can guard uh, perimeter players. Like even right. everyone's favorite, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert could not guard on the wing, right? All. Right. But yeah. So like his impact defensively should be the reason why he wins defensive player player of the year. I don't think he's going to. I think they gave that to either Rudy or Giannis. Mm -hmm. But Anthony Davis should win defensive player of the year, right? Yeah, and I don't I, think that's a hot take. I think if you've watched the Lakers from beginning to end, he's your defensive player of the league. Yeah, and Giannis has been great defensively. I mean, he just has. He's been, he's had a really great defensive season. I just think they do different things because I, I hear like Bucks fans say both Brooke Lopez and Giannis should be in mm -hmm. defensive player of the year talks, which I don't know how that helps Giannis's case. You know what I mean? I feel like that kind of takes away from it. But uh, yeah, if Giannis wins, I think he deserves it. I just think. It shouldn't be like a runaway like people yeah. say it is. I think it's been pretty close on what AD does, stopping the rim and the perimeter, and it's it's just different than most most players do. His his role here is is a little different. But if Giannis, I think Giannis is going to win Defensive Player of the Year and MVP. I just Damn. 
I just, from what I, when listening to the podcast of people who vote on this stuff, um, just listening to them talk, it seems pretty clear that he's going to win both of those awards, which I think would be the first time since, I don't know, I think Michael Jordan did it. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, who's the last player to win both? And I yeah. think yeah, I think it is Jordan. So, um, but again, that's a lot of pressure on Giannis. He's got to, he's got to, he's got to fulfill it here. Um, and yeah. where it matters. All right, let's see. Where do you think LeBron finishes in terms of uh, All NBA? Do you think he ends up on a first team All NBA? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I How think, about I MVP think... voting? MVP? Yeah. I think he's second behind Giannis. I think yeah. that's where he finishes. Um, yeah. Where would to your me, vote go? What happened? Where would your vote go? Who was winning? Who would you have as MVP of the league? MVP, I, I like my vote would be LeBron. I think he's the most important player on, and he does the most for the team. I mean, averaging thirty and leading the league in assists is um, just incredible. I, I think he's been the MVP, but I think it's one A, one B. I don't think there's a wrong answer there. I think it's LeBron and Giannis. I just think it's closer than people say. You know, people said Giannis has had the MVP locked up since March or, or since February or something like that. And uh, I, I just don't think that's true. The Lakers were two games behind the Bucks. They play in a much tougher conference. The yeah. Lakers just beat the Bucks on before the season closed. I'm not saying those should take away the MVP from Giannis, but uh, yeah, I think, I think it's closer than, than it seems. Like we heard for, like, even I said, LeBron could never do this in the West. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was not a LeBron fan growing up as a kid, and even growing up as an early adult. And I said LeBron can never lead a team in the West in the number one seed. Right, and it's happened, and in a large part due to him, and a large part due to Anthony Davis. So my vote would go to LeBron, mm-hmm. not just because he is a like. It's just what he's done. I a lot of people. And the summer said the Lakers wouldn't be a top seed. They'd be like four or five. Mm-hmm. And now they've backtracked that to saying LeBron's not MVP. This is expected. No, it wasn't. Yeah. that That's and, my main issue with this is the, like, the rosters. You know what I mean? Like, if you go look at the season predictions, they had the Lakers. Like, trash. Yeah, then- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, this roster, I mean, no disrespect to any of the players, but it's not like, you know, and then – amazing set of like you know guys it's like i mean danny green's really good but i mean you go down the line it's lebron and ad is really the the reason this team is what it was so and Giannis, i mean he hasn't he hasn't he doesn't have a great cast either but you know it's just it's different than how it was talked about before the season like Giannis doesn't have anthony davis but after anthony davis which laker player are you taking over a bucks player that's kind of like how i look at the opposite like mm-hmm. end of the spectrum because like you go down their roster, it's like uh, George Hill, Brooke Lopez, uh, yeah. Middleton, Bledsoe, yeah. and then after yeah. Anthony Davis, like who are you really taking as a Laker player? Yeah, that's right. I I'd probably take Danny Green. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't remember all the bucks, but uh, yeah, I'd probably take Danny Green over uh, mm-hmm. George Hill. It's close, I guess, but uh, I'd still probably take Danny Green. But yeah, after that, it's pretty. It gets pretty yeah. dicey. Um, um, so like, would, you rather be, would you rather be top heavy or have a good starting five? And that's like kind of like where the discussions would start. All right. Yeah. And uh, every team would pick top Anthony heavy. Yeah. yeah, it's just how the NBA works. Yeah, so I think LeBron will make an all-NBA first team. I believe he made the all-NBA third team last year. Yeah, yeah I believe so that, too. Averaging 27, 8, and 8, but it is what it is. Yeah, one, one crazy thing is AD might not make first team, at least from what I'm – listening to on, on podcast because I guess he can't be voted in as a center and most people would still put um, Giannis yeah. and, and, Kawhi LeBron. and LeBron yeah. and LeBron. Yeah. So he'd be on the second team, which my question is, I thought they got away with the center position. I thought it was three forwards and two guards, but I'm, uh, not, I'm not sure though. It might be. Yeah. I'm not sure. I've heard like Zach Lowe say he's going to try to put AD at center. Mm-hmm but um, he's not sure if he'll be allowed to. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Anthony Davis to make second-team All-NBA just doesn't sound right, doesn't roll off the tongue right. But, um, yeah, you, he, might, he, might, he might end up on there. Yeah, so I think AD also – I think he should be first-team, and I think he will finish top five in MVP voting as well. So mm-hmm. I think the Lakers will have their first uh, duo to reach top five in MVP voting since Kobe and Shaq did it. And right. I believe 2002 – or 2004, some some year like that. But, yeah, which is 
pretty good category to be in. Both numbers are up in the rafters, right. both of statues. So yeah. Did did Kobe and Shaq never get I mean sorry, Kobe and Powell never get first team on NBA together? Um they might have done that, but they just never finished top five in MVP voting. Oh together. top oh top five MVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that's pretty insane. Um and they'll probably believe, take both of I believe they did it in 2010 when they both made all NBA first team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I was thinking. Um, yeah. And then one thing I want to talk about before we head out is uh, I was rewatching some of the games with uh, Markeith Morris playing. Mm-hmm. The spacing he provides Anthony Davis in the fourth quarter should not go unnoticed. The Lakers will need Markeith Morris in the playoffs to have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with some friends. I, I believe if the Lakers missed out on Markeith Morris, that would have been more of an absence than Avery Bradley. Given how crazy Avery Bradley has been this season, like he shot pretty well after, I believe, Christmas mm. and how much he provided on defense. And given Markeith Morris is like, he hasn't really put up that much like points. Right. I just think facing provides, the defense he provides, because he can guard a five when yeah. Anthony Davis doesn't want to guard a five. Mm-hmm. Right. I just, uh, I think that would have been more of a loss than Avery Bradley. Yeah, that's a hot take. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with that. I wouldn't go that far, but um, I think Morris is uh, important. I think what what he does, like he allows Kuz to play his natural position. Kuzma mm-hmm. doesn't have to play the four yeah. anymore, so Kuzma can play the three. And Kuzma's a lot better defending wings. And then Morris is also a better passer that I think than people realize he can move the ball. Um, and he he throws like good uh, post passes to AD. And yeah. yeah, those two can work off together playing high low. Um, he spaces the floor and. What I like is he's not scared to shoot. He's one of those guys. He's not JR level of like just yeah. throwing it up, but he he'll he'll shoot it. He doesn't have to be wide open to take a yeah. three. And I think that's big uh, for this team. And you're right. He allows them to. He gives them versatility, and that's what this yeah. is about. You're matching up with the Clippers, who have you know six wings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you you need players like Morris. And Morris, I think, closed a lot of that Clipper yeah. game. He was he was in there. He got like the tip dunk and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and he just adds a toughness, right? Like that's I think that's important. And like I wasn't trying to be like that wild with it, but just because we know in the postseason LeBron will take more one responsibility. So every Bradley minutes we're gonna dip regardless. Right. So I just yeah. think like and then you give Kuzma his actual spot. Mm-hmm. Like it just he might not be that player, but he allows everyone else to like free up. And that's why I kind of like think that way. Right. It's not whereas like Avery Bradley's a better player. I just think Markeith allows you to be who you are. Right. On that team. Because right. uh, Anthony Davis doesn't want to be a five. Right. So uh, Markeith will guard that five while Anthony Davis just kind of like roams and be like the paint protector. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like my line of thinking with that. Right, right, yeah. And and you wanted like hot takes. Like I like I truly believe Deion Waiters is going to be a contributor on this team. Like I, I really you do. That today, you put that on your page and dude, so many people came after you today. And I was just laughing at that. But yeah, I, I really like because I went back and watched like so much Deion Waiters film. And I'm like, maybe like he's past it, but the skill level is there. He he has like a really nasty like left to right crossover that I know he's not LeBron, obviously, but his body type is like, you know, kind of thick. Yeah. So he has like he has a really fast dribble. Um, yeah. And then his athleticism allows him to get contact and still finish. Um, he's a better passer than I think people um, really yeah. realize. He can hit people in the corners. He can, he can uh, like thread passes in the paint. He jumps in. He likes to jump in the paint and throw passes um, like to his bigs. And we have like you know we play all centers. We play Javale, Dwight, and AD forty eight minutes, and that's what he loves to do. Um, so I just think he's a really talented dude that you don't usually get off the. I don't know if it was buyout market or I'm not sure how he how he got to the team, but uh, uh yeah, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna have a role and he's gonna have his shot. Now how good he's gonna be, I don't know, but yeah. I just don't think you can be a lot worse than Rondo was this season. Yeah. So um I'm, I'm I really think he's gonna have a have a role here. That's what I said with Rondo. There he's a his absence is a nowhere to go but up absence. Right. If you are as bad as Rondo was, we're still a forty nine and fourteen team with Rondo. So that's right. a hell of a team. If he can be anything better than Rondo, 17's on the way. Right. <laughs> right. And, it, like, I tweeted this, but there's, like, a misconception that, like, Rondo was running all the non-LeBron minutes, and that's just not true. Like, it, Le- Le- Rondo was um, playing half his minutes next to LeBron, 
And, you know, the, and uh, when he wasn't with LeBron, the Lakers would get ran off the floor. They were losing by, like, six points per 100 possessions, which is one of the worst, you know, if you just tally that through a season that's you're not going to even make the playoffs. So that's a that's yeah. a really terrible lineup. Um, but, again, like, I don't want to, like, grab on Rondo. There's a playoff Rondo in there. Now, whether it would have shown up this season, I don't know. Um, he played serviceably well against the Clippers. Um, but I just don't think he's, he doesn't shoot well enough to – and he can't defend. So you need him to have the ball in the hand to be, you know, impactful for what he can do. And I just don't think that works in the playoffs when Le- you want LeBron having the ball anyway for um, 40 minutes. You won't be able to sag off Dion Jr. as much as he did with Rondo. And that's going to help in the playoffs. Right. And Dion's a lot better shooter than I think people realize. He's like, yeah. he shot like 40% from, from three, um, I think last year. So uh, Yeah, from last year. And he's also shown he can shoot the shot that wins you a game. Right. It's something that I believe the Lakers tried to form in 2018-19 when they got all those, like, uh, when they got Beasley, Stevenson, and tried to, like, go that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, the like, hockey players that can kind of, like, get hot and shoot well. Right. That's what uh, Waiters is. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. A little bit better, but, yeah. <laughs> right he, he hits a lot of clutch shots um for the heat he also takes some bad shots um mm-hmm. as well he takes a lot of pull-up threes that aren't necessary i don't think he'll be able to do that on this team you know um, and i don't think he's the one taking the clutch shots off the dribble threes um in this situation but uh he can definitely help and he's he's a confident player which is important Anyways, I just want to thank you, Raj, for joining King Watch LA. It's been fun. It's like finally good to like actually podcast with you. I thought this was gonna happen a lot sooner than what it like actually was, but it's sure. It's good to meet you, man, and it's just good to hear like other Laker takes that sound somewhat <laughs> like mine. Yeah, no, thank you for having me, man. This was this was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, so this is gonna wrap it up, folks. Um, this has been Daniel Belts from King Watch LA, and this has been Raj from Unwritten Rules. Uh, thanks for paying attention, and uh, make sure to follow on Hoops and Brews, Twitter, all the accounts. Uh, go ahead and subscribe now to my Patreon as well at uh, patreon.com slash belts d24. Um, and yeah, just continue to show love, and we're going to be here from July till I believe, what, September in Orlando? Right. Maybe even October, uh, and... Yeah, 17's on the way, and I cannot wait until uh, we can do this again. Makes probably like I'll try to get you on like a first round playoff game where we do like sure. a live show after, and I would love to have you back on, man. And go ahead and get your plugs in too. Uh, yeah, sure. So um, you can find me on Twitter at Unwritten Rules. The last E is a three, and uh, I write at Lakers Outsiders, and uh, I post all the videos as well now on YouTube. So same YouTube is the same name, Unwritten Rules. Yeah, and if you've gotten your uh, Lakers scrimmage uh, highlights, you've definitely already seen Raj this past weekend. So <laughs> right. thanks all you do because you give us a lot of like content that I wouldn't see unless I was tapped into Lakers Twitter. So thanks, man. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for following. Yeah, no problem, man. That's going to be a wrap for this. You guys have a great night.